0: Welcome back, everyone, to another Slab Stocks Live YouTube show. My name is Aaron, your host, and I'm joined by Nate once again for another hey. YouTube Live. Really pumped to be here. We got a lot of different topics to cover today, like always, and I'm very excited. Welcome to everyone in the chat. Bazooka Tom, Dennis, JTown11, Sinus, I see you there, in D Nation also. Thank you all for joining. We got another awesome show to go over today. So let's jump right into How about that? All right, well, there's us. Hey, look, I've seen those people before. <laughs> Got a new little cover going today, too. New little picture updating the, the screenshot. But I just want to start off with this question right here. And, Nate, I know this guy's your favorite, so you can read it. But I want to talk about sealed product because, I mean, obviously at Slabstacks Breaks, we've started up a lot with sealed product. And there's a question here talking about the different configurations and I think Nate and myself can talk about for the different sports. Wait, really quick, before we get going. You see Texas this weekend? You see Texas dominate Kansas? You see that, Nate? <laughs> Nate, of course, huge Jayhawks fan got absolutely smoked. I, whole got,
1: I got roasted. Everyone I know that knew the score of the game made sure to text me to let me know that Kansas was getting stopped by Texas and Chaka Smart. Uh, Crazy. Not much to be said about it besides the fact that those things happen in, uh, during the season and Next time we play Texas, who knows? Maybe we win by
0: thirty. Dude, it, it happens all the time in sports. There's no reason to, especially in the early going of a season or halfway through a season, to really get too worked up about it. Yep. I mean, it's like you know,
1: we're watching, we're watching good teams in the NBA. Bucks, they're what three and three. Yeah,
0: exactly. No, and I saw, I saw some dude that was announcing a Magic game, saying so like, "Oh, Magic are five and zero, four and zero. Are they going to be a playoff team and stuff?" And then the other guy's like, "Whoa, dude, slow it down." Like. Four games in the season. Because if you talk that way, then the Cavs and the Magic are the two best teams in the NBA, and the Lakers yep. and Bucks are trash. So, uh, yeah, and uh, you know
1: the Nationals when they won the World Series, they started out nineteen and thirty-one, thirty-four,
0: something like that, and then go yeah, on. Yeah, that won. was crazy. So that was one, one of the wildest like stretches to end the season. Didn't they have the best record in the entire MLB throughout the rest of the season from that point? From that
1: point on, yeah. So That's I try crazy. not to
0: overreact. Basically, what I'm saying is I try not to overreact to one game. While it stinks to lose by almost 30 points, uh, yeah, and at least for myself with the Badgers, like the Gophers beat Iowa, who is number four or something. The Badgers lose to Maryland, and then the Badgers smoke the Gophers. Like it's just like going to keep on happening. Teams are going to come up, teams are going to go down. But let's jump yep. into this. Read read this question here from your favorite guy. All right, so Jeff in a Gabriel Davis number 13 jersey. So Jeff, uh,
1: thank you for you know, doing your duty to this live stream and adding something between your name. He does it every week. He did not do it last week. It was a big disappointment to me personally. Um, I've never actually been more disappointed in another human being in my life than I was in Jeff last week. Um, but it did the number 13 because the Bills won their 13th game against a great Dolphins defense. They put up 56 points. Uh, Dolphins hadn't given up more than 33 points in a week, if you can believe that, and they were the best defense giving up like 18-something point points a game, and they got absolutely stomped with their season on the line. Pretty disappointing showing there. Uh, Tua didn't play great either, uh, and the Bills scored offensive touchdowns, defensive touchdowns, special teams touchdowns, a whole trifecta. Crazy. Um, So, But a great game from the Bills. Congrats to Jeff. Bills look like a dominant team. I was just reading some posts from Bills fans on Twitter about uh, how Josh Allen should be MVP over Aaron Rodgers. And I was just thinking, you know, it's like this every year. Josh Allen should be MVP. Titans fans will argue that Derrick Henry should be MVP. Um, I'm sure Tampa Bay fans will somehow argue that because Tom Brady threw 43 touchdowns this season, Tom Brady should be MVP. Uh, and Chiefs fans will say Patrick Mahomes should be MVP, but we all know, we all know who the real MVP is. Forty-eight passing touchdowns, three rushing touchdowns, uh, five and only five interceptions. One hundred forty-nine yards rushing, which I was a little salty about. He couldn't get one more yard rushing to have that nice complete round number. And four thousand two hundred ninety-nine yards passing, could not get that one more yard for the nice round number there. But Aaron Rodgers. The second highest passer rating of all time for an entire season, one twenty one point five, which was only second all time to his own record in twenty eleven, um, led the league in QBR. So that's my little rant. Aaron Rodgers definitely MVP. Did let's everyone everyone calm down out there about the
0: Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes of the world. Hey, did, um, did you see? Do you see if MVS didn't drop that touchdown, he would have broke his own record for most passer rating of all time, and because he dropped that touchdown. He didn't right, right in the bucket.
1: Right in the
0: bucket. If he, he hey, if he completed that pass to MVS, you know that time down the field in the fourth quarter when I think Jones ran for a touchdown, Jamal Williams, for sure would have been a passing touchdown to get to 50. Yeah. Would not have been a run. Yeah. Um, one more okay. quick thing is that MVP, if the Redskins were voting for MVP, they'd vote in Doug Peterson's. Whoa, MVP. whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, sir. The Washington football team. Whoops. I'm just, hey, did you hear last night on Sunday Night Football? I think uh, Al Michaels called them the Redskins too.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. You know, I'm not upset about that. A ton of people are. The Giants didn't deserve to be in the playoffs anyways. They're a terrible team. Um, and why would the Eagles win? They get that many better dr- – they, they are the sixth pick instead of the ninth pick, which significant. So why try to win that game when it does nothing for you and helps a team you hate more than the Washington football team, the Giants?
0: Dude, I think the whole just the whole thing's stupid. I thought it was dumb, man. You, you gotta play to win. Yeah. I, like that well, was nah, the most blatant,
1: nah, nah,
0: you're not what do you win? What do you win? That you're was the, most, the pick. This the most blatant tanking I've ever seen in football in my life.
1: <laughs> hey, if I'm the Eagles and I can get the sixth pick and not let the Giants in, or get the ninth pick and let the Giants into the playoffs, that's an easy choice all day long. That'd be like that'd be so, like you deciding between getting the ninth pick and letting the uh, uh, bears in or getting the sixth pick and letting the lions into the playoffs. You know, which one you're choosing,
0: I guess, I guess.
1: Yeah. Um, well,
0: it wasn't me. So now I can hate on it. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, back yeah, to the let's, question. Let's
1: get to this. Yeah. Back to the question. Uh, number one, Jeff, I'm glad you kept your, your Josh Allen auto. I think that's the right choice. My question, what's the best bang for the buck on type of boxes to buy blaster hobby, mega hanger, blah, blah, blah. Um, So far, blasters have provided the best hits. And he's talking about baseball here, not basketball. But I figure we can talk multiple sports here. And I'll start with baseball.
0: Yeah, I was going to take basketball after you Talk about baseball.
1: Um, So I have opened quite a bit, quite a bit of hangers, blasters, uh, gravity feed packs um, from uh, 2020 Top Series 1. And by and large, my best luck has come from hanger boxes. Each hanger box, as long as you don't get the uh, tops, Target exclusive or Walmart exclusive hanger boxes with like the Vlad cards, I always went for ones that weren't that. I always got a foil card, and I'm pretty sure half the time I got a foil card, I also got a gold, or maybe I always got a gold and a foil. It's been a while since I opened them, but I remember at the time thinking, man, hangers all the way. Uh, blasters did not have the same luck and the gravity feed packs, you know, very hit or miss on if you're going to get a parallel in there at all, though I did have a lot of luck in hitting Boba and Jordan Alvarez's and stuff in those, in those, uh, packs. But by and large, uh, most of my luck has been out of hanger boxes, uh, to the point where I would not go, if I have the option between buying, um, a row of hanger boxes or a row of blaster boxes, I'd buy all the hanger boxes and leave all the blaster boxes. Um, because you just you're pretty much guaranteeing yourself not rookie foils and and golds
0: but uh you're 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 bettering your odds yeah and i think uh jeff was asking because he's he bought a hobby box too so i think it just depends on like what your goal is like if you're and i I know that you can hit low number parallels out of hanger boxes because nate i know that you have out of those hanger boxes Michael, michael
1: michael uh Rosau from the from the Tampa Bay Rays. I hit a camel.
0: Yeah, crazy. If you would have held that, that would have been nice. But
1: uh, (laughs) took my twenty five bucks
0: and ran. Yeah. Either either way. So I think that there's like different goals you can accomplish. Like with hobby boxes. First off, you got you got a really good shot to like hit all the good rookies or most of them. I'd say. Like I would say, for flagship products, ten out of the twelve boxes will generally yield you like the top card. I'd Every say rookie.
1: it usually gets you, you know, if there's, if there's, uh, take 20 series, series two, uh, 20 series two, 2019, 2019, series uh, you should, if you bought a hobby box, you could guarantee pretty much guarantee yourself two of Eloy Jimenez, Vlad, uh, even though Vlad's a short print, Tatis and Pete Alonso. You know, you're getting at least yeah. two of those guys.
0: Yeah, right. But, uh, yeah, in terms of the baseball, Nate says hangers in terms of basketball, I think it's pretty dependent based on the product because in baseball, you're always going to have your flagship that goes, you know, series one, series two and update in basketball. There's a multitude of sets that are worth getting at target. You know, you're not, sometimes you're not going to go and buy your stadium club for tops and whatever, but in basketball, I mean, we're talking prism, optic, mosaic, now hoops premium. There's just so many different products that are worth value from retail. And I think you have to look at a lot of it at the exclusives per product. I don't want to sit here and toss out a bunch of names and whatever for certain sets that might do better in either configuration just because of how, you know, obviously, knees deep we are in breaking right now. I don't want to push anyone to any certain thing, but I'd say do your research between the exclusives, between cellos, between hangers, between blaster boxes, and between, uh sometimes they sell single packs, I guess, Gravity Feed for uh Prism. They don't really do that, though, for optic or mosaic i mean for sure not mosaic that i'm aware of they don't they might do it for optic sometimes in the form of a retail box but i haven't seen that for forever of course but i would just say make sure you do your research with the exclusives how valuable are they which ones do people really go and gravitate to because i will say some pride configurations have better exclusives than others and definitely happens between all the major basketball sets so if you're out there looking for basketball retail of course if you find any of it retail it's worth buying but if you're out there trying to buy a second hand to break and whatever and open up, I'm um, definitely do some research between the exclusives in each set. Do your due diligence going to cardboard connection, looking at which parallels come out of which sets, because generally each configuration in retail either has a numbered exclusive or even like a per pack or per cello pack per um, hangar box exclusive as well. that you should do research on and figure out, you know, is that one that I want to chase after or is it not? Because I will say like. It's not going to be the exact same for each configuration for each set. I can already think of two sets, the two big, two biggest ones in people's eyes that have different parallels per configuration. And one I think is good and one I think isn't as good. So I would definitely look up, figure out what also what other people are talking about. Like I will say this, if you go and watch or pass breaks, I, you'll probably hear me say like, oh, this is better than this. Like that's a reason. Like that's a way for you to learn as well. Or I'll also try to give reasons as to why. I'm just don't want to sit here and just pump it out through the YouTube live right now, but they're, you know, name dropping throughout different live streams. Of course, listening to what other people are going after, but keep in mind, any retail you find a basketball is worth picking up regardless of if it's hanger box or blaster box. Um, But for baseball, I know, I know what Nate's talking about.
1: Yeah. Also one more thing for baseball before we move on. If you're buying hobby boxes, I would highly suggest spending the extra money and getting the jumbo while you aren't probably going to get like, you know, two Fernando Tatises instead of, you know, one in hobby, you're probably still only going to get one in jumbo. Maybe, maybe you're lucky and get an extra, but you're guaranteeing yourself a black. I every single jumbo box I've ever opened, I've gotten a black out of 69, 70, whatever it is. Um, whereas I have not had the same luck in regular hobby boxes.
0: Yeah, and and keep in mind that Nate's not saying if you get your jumbo box and if there's a black to call them up and say I want to return it, because it's probably not like on the box, like guaranteed to get a black, but it's by odds, pretty frequent. Yeah. I mean, that, every,
1: every one I've opened up, I've gotten a black. Yeah. That, also, that's not, that's not. I haven't opened up a ton and, enough to be like, yeah,
0: guaranteed. I think the, the boxes that would probably not, or the reason why people would buy a hobby is probably because of the clears out of 10. I don't think that the jumbos have clear out of 10. Mm, yeah. I, I don't know if that's a for sure thing, but I think in 2018 update when I was really searching that set out, I think that one had clear out 10 only in hobby, but either way, I mean, there's definitely a lot of value between the jumbo and there is a guaranteed autograph in each jumbo box too, which sometimes matters. Sometimes doesn't. If you get a crap auto, it doesn't matter if you get a good on-card rookie auto. Even, even, even tops flagship autos. Even if you get a good guy,
1: you know, uh, we hit, we hit a. uh, Luis Arias. Luis Arias. And we gave it away, but it's like, you know, Good player at the time, thirty bucks.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, wow. you get a foil, you get a foil or gold, and you're grading a PSA ten. That's worth way more. Yeah, I have a Dustin
1: May chilling around here somewhere from Topps flagship. You know, twenty bucks at the height of people being really
0: excited about him. Probably now like five bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it is. uh Alex Koblenz, thank you guys for all you do. Wishing you continued success in 2021. Thank you. That means a lot. We're really excited to see what happens in 2021. I just released a video yesterday recapping. Top 10 moments of 2020 and looking ahead to 2021. Some good stuff in that video. So check it out if you haven't already. Are you guys going to talk about the Beckett cases today? There might be a question on that. I think we'll, we'll talk about it in there. So stay tuned as we go through this live stream. All right. That was a pretty good opening. If anyone has any thoughts on sealed boxes, which boxes you like buying at Target, Walmart, secondhand, whatever, drop them in the comments and maybe we can circle back a bit. I see Eric Stefano likes the mosaic hanger boxes. Or if you have thoughts on why Aaron Rodgers is the MVP
1: over everyone else, drop that in the comments too.
0: Or if you have thoughts on on Kansas losing by 30 to to Texas too. But you won't have thoughts on that. Also, GT Black, this is no disrespect to Bucky. This is all disrespect to Kansas why I'm wearing this today. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Really quick, just want to show something that happened this past week. On Friday, we had Socks Break Day, a huge showcase with Flawless Basketball, so 2017 Select Basketball, and Sapphire Soccer, which the craziest pack I've ever opened in my life happened. I hit Ansu Fatsi and Erling Holland and back-to-back cards in the same pack. I freaked out. So if you haven't seen it yet, you might want to go on Instagram and check out the video. It's kind of funny. Um, I, was, I was absolutely shell-shocked. I couldn't even really believe what I was looking at. But with that, there is one break currently available for this week left. And it's the one, on the right mosaic football cello box. I think before the stream, there's five spots left. This break on the left is our basketball showcase for Friday, which I did post today and actually sold out in under 45 minutes, which was really cool to see. But we're opening uh, 2016 optic basketball 2018 revolution and 2019 hoops. Premium mega box. Optic is the first year of optic ever really special box. And for revolution, it's one of the best revolution sets. I think that's ever been created. As there is Luca, Trey, Jaron Jackson, Shea Gilgis, a bunch of other awesome players, so that should be a fun one. And really, this isn't a plug to say, "Hey, go buy spots because they're all sold." This sold. This is a plug to say, "Hey, come watch with us on Friday." On Friday, uh, this past Friday, we had over 600 viewers, and it was a super fun time. And you know, if you got nothing going on Friday, I think that the break is scheduled for 2 p.m. Friday afternoon. Please come in, hang out, talk cards with us. It's a ton of fun. And Nate will be here on Thursday too. Uh, sneak away, sneak away from your cubicle at work. Go to or, the bathroom, turn it on on your phone.
1: Or you sit take a you late sit, lunch. At work, sit, sit at work in your cubicle and put your head down and
0: listen. Bring in an extra monitor that day. Throw it up on one of the monitors on mute. Love it. Love it. And also one more one more quick plug is our Discord link is in the caption of this video. It's also on the screen right now. If you go to that Discord and join, there's tons of discussion going on right now about the NBA, different cards, different sports. Every single sport has a section. Also, the break links are the easiest accessibility uh, it's the easiest to access in this discord. So really would enjoy having you. And we're also looking into firing up a verified sellers program to where we vet different sellers. And you have the ability to list cards to different people in our discord. And uh, yeah, really a new platform to hopefully sell some cards through. If you don't have a big audience on social media and want to get away from eBay fees too. That's a possibly good avenue for you. So check that out if you so choose. Hey, uh, uh, Aaron, quick question before yeah. we get into that. Um, can we block Can we block Ziggy for life? Uh, we, we can't because Ziggy's a huge supporter. So as much but, as uh, I don't like that, that he says we're not going to get Super Bowl ring. All right. We we we
1: yeah. operate on a two-strike policy, Ziggy. So this is number one. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. Getting into some basketball card talk. This one was actually very interesting from Dingus Not really sure what's going on there, how to say that name, but that was my, that was my attempt. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I know. I know. I'm teasing, too. We don't actually have a two-strike policy. But we might. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, if you if you, if you you spam the chat, then you know, yeah. that type of thing. All right. Why is Upper Deck, Black Diamond, LeBron rookie so low price, very low pop, and very hard to grade? So there actually hasn't been a sale for it since November 17th, which is why I think this question is probably posed that it is very low pop. But if you go back to November 17th and look at two LeBron rookies that sold on the same day, The tops rookie number 221 PSA 10 sold for 3,900 and the black diamond sold for 3,000. So that is obviously less cost for the black diamond. And there's only 59 PSA 10s out there out of 114 graded. For the tops rookie, there's 1,800 out of a total total of 8,000 plus. So this is a very interesting debate. I'm really glad that this question was posed because I know we talk a lot about pop report and how it affects cards and sometimes it doesn't at all. Sometimes it does a lot. This would be a, uh, you know, clearly a case where it doesn't affect the current market standing. Now that's not to say the long-term market standing it doesn't affect. Short-term definitely doesn't matter. Tops has gained good value, I think, going to this year. I want to say I don't have a concrete number on that. Forgot to look at how much they're worth today, but imagine that it's it's up from the from November 17th as most basketball cards are. But if it were me, I mean, first off, the black diamond actually looks really cool. It's a pretty sweet card. Now, yes. there is something to be said. It for looks it way, way better. Forward. What? It looks way better to me than it the does. It does look way better, and it also has LeBron foil holding his jersey. It's got foil all over the card, too, versus just a straight paper copy. Um, now, the pop report, I will say, it does help the Tops also because those cards got super damaged over the years, those Tops uh, paper rookies. I would imagine at the time that these cards were released, that the Upper Deck Black Diamond is worth more than the tops. Not just me guessing. There isn't really data out there that I could go search back to 2003. I don't think that would tell me. But I will say I think that the Black Diamond is probably worth more. Upper Deck was probably a little higher standing at the time for their high end sets because of Exquisite being in current production or being made that year. So I have a feeling that people maybe treated these Black Diamond cards better versus these top rookies when they're mass produced and they're probably shoved away in boxes and whatever. Uh, It it definitely helps the PSA 10 value though. Like for there only to be 1800 PSA tens out of 8,000 graded, like that's good. You know that's a that's good for the PSA 10 uh, long term standing of it. But I don't know. It's hard for me to pass up for cheaper that Black Diamond PSA 10 if one were to be available. It's a pretty sweet card. Now Upper Deck obviously isn't creating cards anymore on a license basis. Maybe that has some big effect. I know that Tops isn't either for basketball, but they are for baseball. And Tops has always been a huge long-standing tradition in the marketplace especially when you start to look at tops chrome and the effect that that has so a lot of people are probably looking at tops chrome and saying oh i can't afford that so let me buy the tops versus let me go and find this black diamond upper deck which no one probably you know is searching for yeah the people that are searching out tops uh definitely probably aren't searching
1: out an upper deck card
0: it's just and, like uh, tom brady
1: tom brady cards you know you look up the bowman chrome rookies and the Uh, bowman rookies but you're not looking out for fleer gold medallion uh rookie cards that type of stuff
0: yeah and alex thank you for this 5200 for the tops psa 10 currently so i'd imagine the black diamond is worth it more as well as it was on november 17th but that's what the current market is at for tops and if there's any time that we don't have a value at hand would always appreciate someone tossing in the comments that happens in our breaks a lot and i appreciate that a ton and uh before moving on i want to Circle back to this question. Uh, J-Town Sports Cars asked about Sapphire soccer sealed long-term prospecting at 450 a box. I will say most Sapphire sets, as time goes on, just greatly decreases in supply. And generally, they hold good value and increase in value, too, as it's happened with baseball over the years. Um, I do think that there's probably more soccer Sapphire made than baseball, especially comparing back to, like, 2018 and 2019. I can't say the same for 2020 because I think that there's a ton of 2020 top Sapphire out there for baseball just based on the prices alone. But uh, I would I would say keeping it sealed is definitely not a bad idea, especially as PSA 10 graded copies start to get out into the market and we can see the values for those. It'll probably help people make an easier decision going forward too based on that, based on the PSA 10 values, and also with the first rookie logos and seeing how those progress over time in a top scrum you see all set. Don't think it's a bad bet at all. And then lastly, uh, Ziggy,
1: don't be a fly on the wall from here. We love your comments. Uh, I was just messing around, so and everyone, everyone else for that matter. We love your comments on the side. I read through them. We don't always and uh, like bring them up, but it's nice for you guys to have comments with each other, and then we see it. And if it you know triggers something, it's great. So please, please use the comment section.
0: Yeah, uh, we love we it. always appreciate the comments, and especially back and forth too. That's always nice to see people going back and forth with each other. Because as we say, more perspectives than just ours in the space, and we want yours to be heard too. All right, this question's been asked in the past, but we're bringing it back because I or maybe Thor <laughs> brought it up. Thoughts on Marvel cards? Marvel has a huge following, which is true. Marvel does have a huge following, one of the greatest movie franchises, comic book franchises, franchise overall of all time. And I've seen a lot of buzz about Marvel cards in the last week, mostly because, of course, Gary V went on to his Instagram story and posted, "What are your favorite non-sports cards for 2021?" And on this four little quiz thing, Marvel cards were one of them. So, of course, a lot of people are talking about Marvel cards now. I will say, looking into the past or looking into the last week, there's probably more sales for Marvel PSA 10s than I've seen in the past two months. So, definitely people are jumping on it probably because of that. Not to even you know put it bluntly or to put it bluntly. People are definitely buying these because they're being talked about right now. If you look back to December 7th, $50 for this 1990 Spider-Man I think it's a comic book number 121. It's recreating, but on the card. So that card is now at $105 is buy it now on January 3rd. And this is the classic case of lo- undergraded low population is definitely going to lead to PSA 10 price rises. When you ever have a new segment that people are looking to get into, it happened with soccer. It happened with Pokemon it happened now with Marvel. It's happened with other things in the past. Tennis, golf. A lot of those places, whenever there's an undergraded segment and a ton of demand comes at one time, those PSA pop report numbers are low, lead to huge sales on the back end for PSA 10, even PSA 9 graded cards. And now everyone's going to be buying up the raw cards to send into PSA, and then there will be more out there. So if you're looking to get into Marvel, I'm sure that there's probably opportunity um, I'd say be careful just to make sure you don't overspend. If you don't, if you aren't super confident, if you love Marvel and want to collect it and want to get into the market, learn it really well, go for it. I'm not going to tell you no. That seems like a super fun thing if you're into Marvel and, and different movies and su- such. But I just say be careful on what's going on with the different cards being listed and sold. And definitely be careful with PSA 10s because they go up really fast in price if enough people are looking at it. Also, Michael Brown, thanks for that $5 super chat. Straight to Camp Kesem. Every dollar submitted through our YouTube stream goes to Camp Kesem. So thank you. And also, uh, please, Aaron, you want to quickly
1: yes. explain what Camp Kesem is for 100 oh. people?
0: Yes, yes, yes. So if you were not in our past stream, so Camp Kesem is an organization where college kids and college campuses host summer camps for kids that struggle with parents with cancer, uh, either lost parents to cancer or lost family members to cancer. They get to go to camp. No expenses. It's all free for them due to all the donations that Camp Kesson brings in throughout the year. And they can go and be with each other and with college counselors, too, and really enjoy their time and try to get away from the harsh reality at home. So it's a great organization I was a part of in college. I want to do my part now that I graduated to help give back to Camp Kesson. Slab Stocks is the perfect platform for me to do it through. I mean, it's my life, so it's a great way to do that. So thank you, Michael Brown. Straight to the kids. Always for the kids. Perfect. All right, Nate, you got any thoughts on Marvel? Um,
1: I would have thought that Marvel would have already had its time considering, you know, the whole big movement with Marvel movies and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's just, I'm just a little uh, surprised that it's taken this long for people to be like, Oh yeah, let's buy these cards. Uh, and then lastly, you know, you said, you know, if you're going to go buy people buying Raw's on, uh, eBay and stuff, what are the odds you think that cards from like 1990, like this Spider-Man card is? are uh, specifically Marvel cards are going to be in good shape. Yeah. Like I know as a kid, I did not keep my sports cards in good shape, but we had occasional comic book cards. We had X-Men cards specifically. And uh, those really weren't in good shape because we really didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Um. And so, you know, this has to be one of those things where it's going to just, it's going to stay low pop because I just don't see, I just don't imagine that there was a ton of people out there that cared enough about Marvel cards to keep them in good shape
0: yeah and and that could mean good rewards for those psa 10s in the future too so i i think you just need to evaluate on a personal basis um if if that's what you're into you know if you're really into it and you want to get into it and learn it for sure go for it i will say myself i i am a huge spider-man fan more specifically the recent movies uh the and made one miles morales and then the um the ones with tom holland too and i picked up a Spider-Man, Miles Morales, PMG from 2017, Precious Metal Gem, of course, which are so popular for retro bas- or vintage basketball cards. Not even vintage. I mean, yes, vintage, no vintage, but in the 90s. So those those are really popular for basketball. And I found one for, for Spider-Man card that's really cool. Just because so I don't, he might be in the stream, I don't know for sure. But someone DM me, I was like, hey, like, have you seen these PMGs? And I was like, not really, but I like it. So I, I grabbed one just because I'm a fan of it and wanted to collect it. But, uh, oh, GT Black, thank you for that super chat as well. $10 to Camp Kessler right here, too. And I see Dave Cards popping in. Thank you so much for watching and talking about Marvel and he's prepping cards for grading right now. That's good timing for you. Good one. And then I have not seen the schedule for Marvel films and shows and whatnot, but sounds like the next two years has got some big things for Marvel coming up. So that could definitely Um, play into it. So if we're talking about schedules,
1: Disney Disney came out with their schedule for a bajillion Star Wars shows obviously if you watch the Mandalorian you saw that at the end actually I shouldn't say that there's a new spin-off show at the end of the Mandalorian in case somebody's watching the Mandalorian and hasn't got through it I don't want to ruin it. Don't do um, it but there's a spin-off show and a spin-off show off of uh, you know another character in the Mandalorian and there's gonna be they announced like 12 new shows something like that for Star Wars so do you think that is going to with those new shows and then also movies, is that going to be such a saturation of Star Wars into our consciousness that people are going to start looking back at Star Wars cards? I know like the Luke cards went up or something, but uh, do you think that's going to blow up too?
0: Well, the thing with Star Wars is that they like have a legit following with that original set, like that 1977, I want to say I might be a little off right there, but that's a legit following with that set. You know, it came out like right as Star Wars was happening and, they're really cool-looking cards, not going to lie. um, it, it could. I mean, realistically, if enough people who are into Star Wars that watch the new shows are also, like, you know, sports-related and see stuff going on, on social media with sports cards, my thought is this. Whenever there's, like, a record-breaking sale for a new segment, Tiger Woods record-breaking sale, Pokemon record-breaking sale, Formula One record-breaking sale, People who actually like that stuff and are kind of in tune to the collectibles market, maybe not, but learn about it, are going to come in and start actually being involved in it and actually buying and selling. And then they say, oh, that card sold for this much. I can go find all these other dudes. They're really good and, you know, Hall of Famers, all timers, whatever, and buy them up and then maybe they'll see similar price rises. So I really think that 2021, I said in yesterday's YouTube video, I think 2021 is going to be really big for everything. That's not basketball. And that's not to say basketball is not going to be the top. It will be the top, but it's going to be big for everything else, too, because the more that we see more people get into the collectibles market. Like if you come into basketball because you're a fan of either one making money or two fan of basketball, and you find out that there's cards for Disney, like Walt Disney and different Disney cards and stuff from like the 50s, and you're a huge Disney fan, you might go and start to buy those, too. And there's gonna be a lot of people that do that for a lot of different things that they're fans of other than sports, myself included, with Pokemon. You know, obviously that's a much more I'd say related situation, but in terms of the other stuff, it's gonna happen. Um, and then uh last point, there's a new Game of Thrones
1: spinoff, House of Dragon, coming out in 2022. So, you know, that's an interesting one because the first Game of Thrones cards will have come out within the 2010s. Um, I believe 2011 was the first year, the first e- season came out. I could be wrong on that. Maybe 2008, 9, 10, somewhere, somewhere in there um, the first season came out. So I wonder with a renewal of con- of Game of Thrones into people's consciousness if we'll see a little spike there. Obviously not as big because it's not quite you know Star Wars historically or Marvel historically, but for a while there was nothing bigger than Game of Thrones in the world.
0: Yeah, and do you know what else is coming? Is Stranger Things four, and there's original Stranger Things sets from the last four or five years that might get some demand too. Who knows?
1: There's yeah, just a well, lot. I, of stuff. I, just,
0: I I do think Stranger Things is probably a little bit on the like if we're
1: talking all time iconic things. Oh, Game of Thrones would be up there with Marvel and Star Wars. Stranger Things, I love. <laughs> I do think it's probably like iconic for like Netflix. Yeah, um, really kind of boosted their own their you know their own shows really gave him a stepping stone but
0: yeah i i I agree i'm not i'm not saying that you're wrong yeah uh really quick just to get into this and we'll move on to the next question aaron from your perspective do you believe the market for soccer in the in the united states is still in its infant stages as far as viewers and fans i think so yes but i'm more looking at the soccer market as thinking it's even more in its infant stages for (laughs) europe in places overseas for the actual cards because over over the last three months, I've observed a crazy amount of European people learning about cards. And that's actually thanks to other people in the EU and in in the UK creating content around cards. There's so many more people now that are overseas creating content around soccer cards. And it really makes a difference, I feel. And there's going to be a lot more trading that's going to happen overseas. That's going to make it easier for people to get involved. Tops is doing a better job of pledging product to the UK. There's a lot of things that are going on to help that out. And I think overseas is going to help a ton, which I think also is just going to kind of topple back over to the United States too, that the more demand that comes overseas for soccer, the more people involved in soccer in the U.S. are going to come in. I think it's going to be a really good two years for soccer cards for sure. All right, let's get on to the next question. This one's gonna be quick. So this is a response to the question about the 1099 from PayPal. If you make one dollar, if you or if you make twenty thousand with an extra zero, and then you're supposed to report earnings in your tax return. Not doing so will give you more headaches later. And that is true. It is said that no matter if you get a 1099K, <laughs> oh boy, Well, that's probably loud. <laughs> it is said that it, no matter if you get a 1099K from PayPal or not, that you're supposed to, you know, disclose your earnings on your tax return. So just something to keep in mind for those of you. They're submitting your taxes. Keep that on your radar. Keep track of your card buying and selling through Excel spreadsheets and whatever else you need to do to make sure you can keep on top of that. Thank you, Sacramento Sports Card Jesse, for that little fill-in there. Hey, Next uh, question.
1: Quickly, quickly, just bringing this up real quick. Henry Ho says, what do you think about buying 2019 Topps Chrome Tatis rookie wax box? Baseball's on fire, so obviously he's just talking about the hobby box. Um Always a good idea. You know, even if you're just buying it to hold because Tatis is such a good player. And also there's so many other good guys in 2019 Chrome, but more of a point about baseball is on fire. If you guys haven't been paying attention, uh, Tatis's we all the way down to $140 PSA 10. They're all the way up to like $220. Now they're going up to like 250 now, Nate. Really? Okay. Yeah. I haven't looked in like, I haven't looked in like two days. Um, Juan Soto. Now, all, the, all these numbers are two days old, so who knows what they're at right now. But Juan Soto was up to 280. He was all the way down in like the 180s. I think, he's up, up I think he's up to 300 now, about 300. Um, uh, and you've got other guys. Uh, Eloy Jimenez was in the 40s to 50s. Now he's like 70, uh, 65, 70, which isn't a huge, huge raise, but you know it's up. Um, other guys like that. Pete Alonso really hasn't moved. He's like $5 more, uh, 45 to 45. 40 to 45 but uh cards are moving uh Ronald Lacuna is back up to like 190 uh Christian Yelich is up to 190 Cody Bellinger is up to like 190 for tops update rookies PSA 10s so uh, huge huge movement in baseball already uh before even we hit the new year and now yeah. especially after we've hit the new year um I'm very curious to see where it goes with spring training cuz I you know I didn't I didn't expect it to hit this quickly and along with that along with that I was just looking at Wander Franco cards today And base, base PSA ten non graded Bowman Chrome's two hundred bucks. The Mojo two twenty. You know, I was looking at that because I have one, right, Aaron? And uh, uh, Marco Luciano base PSA tens hundred dollars. You know, guys like that. So uh, it's not just it's not just Topps flagship. It's uh, everything is moving up.
0: Okay, so J-Town Sports Cards put in the chat. Are you surprised that baseball cards are already popping? Isn't that a bit early? So. Let me get to this right after I show Roberto. Roberto's point. I think people learn from basketball and football. You got to start earlier now, just where the market is, and that's exactly what I was going to say. Is that the further that the car market progresses, the more that people learn how running up to the season, more people start to buy the cars, get prepared for the season, whatever. I think it's leading to earlier and earlier and earlier. People are looking. Give, into it. give it, give it a year, and I don't think there will be any drop off. I. And that's exactly what happened. Okay, so now this year is a little different with the bubble and then cards going down. But the previous offseason, there was really no drop-off in basketball cards from end of the season to the next season. I uh, Spring train does start end of February. I just made the first baseball graph post, say, of the Fernando Tatis Gold Series 2 PSA 10, which is crazy. It's up 770 to 1800 bucks to $1,800 uh, from October 1st to today, which is crazy. So... My point is this, is that I do think that baseball is just getting this demand earlier, which means that Luke Green, I see you said, just sold to Tees for 260, mistake. I think that there's room left in the tank. If we're not even to February yet, in the past, in the past, people weren't even like on that spring training buying craze until like beginning of February. Like I think in the past you always had from like Thanksgiving Until about halfway through December, Nate, wouldn't you think it was like Thanksgiving to like halfway through January about your peak, your best buying period in the past? Yeah, you could always buy all the way through December.
1: I couldn't believe I mean, I've been obviously I do the links every day for baseball, so I've been watching and it's just been steadily, steadily creeping up, steadily creeping up. And then within the last week, Soto specifically just exploded
0: to tease, Uh, too. Yeah, and of course, once people are going to look, they're like, oh, Soto to tease. Now I'm going to go to Acuna and Lindor and whoever else.
1: Yeah, And time. Lindor, you know, Lindor, a uh, great opportunity because he's got one year left in Cleveland. He's not resigning there, and he's going to go to a major market that can pay him astronomical amounts of money. Um, Obviously not, not going to be like a the Dodgers because they've got Corey Seager, but um, the Yankees might move Gleyber Torres off of shortstop so that they can have... You know, uh, Francisco Lindor in there, type of thing.
0: Um, Yeah. So, Roberto, thank you for that $10 super chat. That's $25 today to the kids, which means I think we're just about at a full $500 sending one kid to camp from our live streams, which is amazing. Hey, yo.
1: All right. uh, SlabSlack Sam Sam says, What's up, fellas? Talking to me. Lady fellas, talking to Aaron.
0: No, I I think he's talking to the guy whose college basketball team lost last game badgers destroyed the Gophers, so i'm not in that bucket uh minnesota is a trash
1: trash minnesota is literally not good at anything Did they, well so i must say like i must
0: say they are 10 and 2 this year with tons of wins over ranked teams and their losses were to like number four and number 10 or something like that so and, and kansas losses are to number one and number eight exactly exactly yeah. all right let's move on to this next question On a previous Q&A, you mentioned that you believe that BGS is on a sharp decline and see the value of BGS-graded cards going down with it. PSA crossovers usually have a low success rate, but what are your thoughts on attempting to crossover or cracking open BGS and submitting a PSA, and how aggressively would you be trying to do this with BGS 9, 9, 5, and 10 cards if BGS declines far enough? Thanks. So I really have no idea what's going on here right now with BGS 9s. So if you look at the the screen right now, if you can't tell – BGS 9 Lucas sold for 6 dollars for Prison Base, and PSA 9 sold for six sixty is so backwards. I don't know what's going on. I know that Sasha, someone we know on Instagram, put up a video of how to make money on cracking BGS cards and sending the PSA. I don't know if in the last three days from people watching it that they're just going and buying up every single BGS 9 of a big card that they can, because this is not right at all. I mean, I used to watch... Lamar Jackson BGS nines be worth like 75 bucks less than PSA nines over a hundred dollars less than PSA nines. And that's how it should be in my mind. BGS nines is, I think it's pretty trash I and mean, it probably equate to a lot of PSA eights. So, and even eight and a half. So I would say this one BGS today seems to be worth more for Luca. So don't go and make that mistake. Don't go and buy a BGS nine Luca instead of a PSA nine Luca, all the demands at PSA. I think that there's just really low supply of BGS 9s cuz not that many people are grading through them right now that maybe that led to a couple of people trying to buy at one time but I would focus on the PSA 9s if I were you. And two, how aggressively like would you crack and submit your own cards? Let's say that you personally had BGS 9s and 95s. I would say do not crack 95s to send because if you crack a 95 you're probably going to get a PSA 9 that's worth less. If you are looking to crack BGS 10s and send them in, I would just send it in as a BGS 10 case to rock, to to get the crossover review to where you're not cracking out the BGS 10, just in case it doesn't get the PSA 10, you're not left empty handed. You can put minimum grade of 10 and they only switch it if they think it's a PSA 10. With that being said, sometimes the success rate is way lower if you keep it in the BGS case, but maybe not if it's a BGS 10, they probably would want to take that card over and get that into their case. But also, I don't think you should do that yet because we're still at the time where BGS 10s are worth more than PSA 10s. It's actually getting a lot tighter, but I would still keep the BGS 10s. So I guess what I'm trying to say is this. If you have BGS 9s that look nice, possibly crack them and send them to PSA. If you have nine I'd probably not do that. If you have 10s, I probably wouldn't yet either. If it were me, I would just focus on now grading your non grade cards of PSA and buying PSA-graded cards. Unless if the card's rare, then buy the BGS-graded card If it's rare, you know, if it's a base prism, I wouldn't mess around with it. I just go with the PSA. But if it's like an orange numbered out 49 and you can only get your hands on BGS 95, of course, do it if you want, if you believe in the card. Uh, I have a scenario for you. Sure. Uh, Say somebody has a PSA
1: 7, um, Devontae Graham silver prism. As we know, PSA grades stricter than BGS. So I crack it out. I send it in, hypothetically, I send it in to BGS, and they give me a BGS 9 because their grading system's weaker than PSA, and then I crack that out and
0: send it to PSA to get the 9. So here's my thoughts, is that you're not going to see that card for two years. (laughs) 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 And by that time, Devontae Graham will be shooting 20% of the season, so he won't be in the NBA anymore. Woo! It's not been pretty. It has not what, been pretty. was he, like one for, 1 for 12 the other day or something? Um,
1: <laughs> he was, he was, when I checked, when I checked my fantasy team, and I I, I didn't play him either of the days, thankfully, uh, he was 1 for 8 the one day and 0 oh for 7 when I checked.
0: Solid, Trash. solid uh, basketball right there. Trash. Also, a uh, quick thing here. What do you value, SGC 9.5 over, over BGS 9? I would say no. No. no, thank you. Don't give me that SGC 95 case. Dude, I saw a 2018 Michael Porter Jr. select white numbered out 49, 149 in an SGC case, and it just looks so wrong. Seeing like a modern basketball card, really nice card in an SGC case, it kind of kinda hurt my eyes a bit. Just like oh. This- <laughs> oh boy, what's Nate pulling up? I know he's pulling out. No. Oh my gosh. I, he I can't even pull, find it.
1: I would pull it out if I knew where it was at.
0: Week was it set up on your stand?
1: Yeah, it was. (laughs) Oh, there it is. Though I will say, clean it off a little bit because I'm a bum that doesn't have. I went in for team bags and can't find any. (laughs) The pink, the pink on the
0: black, looks pretty great. You have to admit. It looks cool until you realize it's an SGC9, which is probably well, PSA six. Yeah.
1: But you know, I'm not I pulled it myself and I'm not gonna sell it.
0: So <laughs> I know I'm just I'm just messing around. Plus, that's crazy. Like pull a Kansas Jayhawk number that 42 yourself. That's wild. Yeah. And uh,
1: and, and but but I should have just held on to the box because we paid seventy dollars for that retail box of 2018 prison basketball. And now that's a three
0: thousand dollar box. <laughs> dude, I ripped I think I ripped like five of those things at seventy dollars a piece. You think this is worth $3,000? Nope. <laughs> uh, though I, I probably would get my money back on it now. So, on your speed? Oh, you're saying for $70. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'd probably get, yeah. I'd probably get 70 bucks for it. So, probably. I mean, he's at least playing on the NBA team, right? Yeah. Versus Frank Mason, who's trash. Scored
1: 15 points, scored 15 points the other night, and no Frank Mason slander here. Sheesh. <laughs>
0: Uh, MVP right
1: there, Frank Mason. Mate,
0: Every Kansas bright spot you have, I have a downside for you. <laughs> However, I will say this: there's not many Wisconsin Badger NBA bright spots, so I can't even start talking. Ayo. Also,
1: Josh Jackson bounce back of the year, baby.
0: True, true, true. Most All improved. Right. Devonte should have been most improved last
1: year. Josh Jackson will be most improved this year.
0: Not sure about that. Maybe tr- sure about that, but we'll see if it sticks the entire year. From MW Beckham, would you recommend or not recommend getting a one of one graded for a mid-tier rookie quarterback? The card is an NFL Shield and autographed eye patch. Thanks. So I know I know that Josh Jackson, I sorry, can't be talking about Josh Jackson. Josh Allen is not a mid-tier quarterback. Of course, he's a top-tier quarterback right now, but this was the quickest one I could find of a one-of-one one shield type graded card. So this PSA 9 sold for $820. I couldn't even tell you how much this thing would sell for non-graded because it hasn't sold non-graded most likely. It might have, but my point is, is that if you have a really nice one-of-one one, and if it's a mid-tier or a high-tier rookie quarterback, just grade it. People love to buy their cards in graded cases. They love to get that confidence with the card. They love to know what the conditions like before buying it, even if it is trash condition on a one-of-one. One. You know, it, It's not going to stop someone from dropping coin on if it's a PSA 7 of this card and they love Josh Allen. They're not going to go and find a PSA 10 of the card anyways, so I would just grade it, especially if it's for your collection and even for resale too. I think that you can't go wrong grading it. The only thing is you got to be okay with obviously having it at PSA for quite some time. And if you are, that's great. If you're not, then probably just keep it ungraded. If you don't plan on smelling selling it, Frank smelling the Tank, it too. <laughs> true. Smelling it as well, Frank the Tank Kaminsky's out of the NBA No, He's still in the NBA. I think he's uh he's six, on the Suns. Six six man for the Suns right now. He's he's not bad, but he's Sixth not man. Like fifteenth man. Whatever. I I meant I meant bench player.
1: Yeah. Uh he got he got released by the Suns at the end of the year, signed with the Kings in free agency, released by the Kings, and claimed off of waivers by the Suns again.
0: How do you even know that much about that? Uh Twitter. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, either either way, he he he's okay, but I mean he's not top ten pick good. I'll tell you that much. But neither he's is like not, he's not he, it, He's not even like a second round pick. Good. I hey. mean,
1: he's he's barely playing on the Suns.
0: Hey, at least he's not the Pistons that drafted Stanley Johnson. Fair point. All right, Bazooka Tom, do you recommend any company or group to use to submit cards to PSA? Do some of them have a service where they will make recommendations on which cards to send in and which ones may not receive the best grade? Yeah, there's places out there like that. There's actually a lot of them now. Um, offhand, from our Stocks 101 video on group submissions. I would just throw out a couple of names here. This is not to say that you have to use these, but you can do a lot of research for yourself. Uh, Clay Cards is a big one. Card Collector 2 does group subs. So does KK Sports Cards. And so does DW3 Ball for BGS. So there's a couple of names. Do some more research yourself too, and you all can find someone that works for you. Who did we go through last time, Aaron? Oh, another guy. Uh, JM LA. I believe his username is on Instagram use them for some Pokemon cards. And Nate had some baseball cards. He pulled. Oh, Lamella ball says that Josh Jackson got injured last game. Ah, he's going to miss a game. Going to miss a game. We're good. <laughs> he's just missing the game against the Bucks. Hey, nice to see Lame- Lamella ball in here though. <laughs> That's true. Uh, an honor. I have you on my fantasy team. You know, if Devontae Graham came in, I would not be as excited. <laughs> You're a bum. You're a bum. <laughs> All right. I'll, I'll stop. I'll stop. <laughs> um, Rage 508 card breaks. What's up boys? You made it. Hey, nice to have you here. Thanks for coming. Is it possible to be too diversified with your collection? With more research, there continues to be different card sets, etc., that surface and unless you are a specific player collector, it can be difficult to stick to one player, sport, era, or genre. Sports, Pokémon, Marvel, Star Wars, Garbage Pail Kids, great video games, etc. So this actually ties into what Nate and I were talking about earlier. I think this year 2021 will be the most diversified that collectors and investors will be ever. I've started to see it towards the end of 2020, and I can't believe the amount of people are getting involved in stuff other than like what they know because of the fact that what they have done forever, if you only do basketball cards, which obviously if you only do basketball, you can stay in only basketball. But it's hard to just like go out and find those like opportunities just right there. There's so much competition in it now. There's so much So many people looking to get in, to buy, to sell, whatever, that some of those opportunities you'd have in the past are now gone or at least gone at the prices that you'd want them to be. So people are turning to other sports, other areas that they can get into that might be underdeveloped. So I think that now versus any year, we're going to see more of a spread for every single collector and investor that are involved in many different things than just one sport, especially as they make gains in that sport that they're really good at they might like look to take some of that big profit that they made to put in a different sport, a different area to diversify as Drake's PC says. Do I think you can be too diversified? I don't think you can be too diversified, but remember the more diversified you get probably the lower odds. You're going to hit that like massive home run ROI or at least overall across the table. Now it also protects you against like a huge decline in one thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, I would, I would say if, For me, the one worry that comes to my mind when I when he says too diversified and brings up all of these examples is that the more the more kinds of cards you have, Pokemon, garbage pail, basketball, you know, baseball, football, soccer, the more you have to pay attention to every market. And if you have all these guys, but you're not and you're paying attention to the baseball market and to the garbage pail market, but you're not paying the Pokemon and you're not paying attention to basketball at the time. All of a sudden, you might have a guy that blows up, and you don't even realize it, or you don't even realize you have the card because you have so many different kinds of cards um, that you're not paying attention to. And so, I think, I think the one, the one big thing is just having enough time to research all of that every day, so that you know that you're not missing. Because if you get really into it and have
0: all these things, hard to hard to keep track. I agree with that, and you you got to be really on top of your toes, or have a lot of time, or be. You know, almost full-time in, in cards and collectibles to be able to do that. I will say the people that are full-time in cards and collectibles generally are very diversified because they know a bunch of different markets that they can make opportunities in. But that's not to say that you can't do it in only a couple because I'm sure that with the recent boom, a lot of people have focused on one section that they're really doing well in mostly because they're involved in it probably years back too. All right, next question. Well, the attention on Tiger Woods cards due to the documentary or otherwise cause other golf cards to rise in price, just as they did with other players during and after the last dance documentary. So I did something similar today that I did with Marvel. I went on eBay and just looked up golf PSA 10 and there's quite a few cards that were selling of different players than Tiger Woods. Now, Tiger Woods was definitely like eight out of every 10, maybe even nine out of every 10. But, uh, you know, there's quite a few other players that were selling of PSA 10s and I guess I'll just say something really quick on this. I saw some people look, uh, discussing this card in the, in the chat today is that I do think that this card is very susceptible. This one in particular on the screen, 2001 upper deck PSA 10, very susceptible to losing value in the short and midterm. I would highly recommend that you either are very confident or you love Tiger Woods or you don't want it, or you don't care if you lose money. If you want to buy this card, go for it. But I think this is a pretty good parallel to what we saw with Base Prism, Messi, and Ronaldo. Charizard Unlimited. A lot of these other cards, tops probably 2020, that go up super fast. They're probably going to drop just as fast as they go up when the event is done. Or, sorry, is is done. (laughs) Confusing my words again. I'm not going to sit here and say necessarily. I know that Nate just put that comment on the screen that this is a complete pump and dump because I think that there's some facts to maybe people actually buying and selling these for real. They're excited. I was, well, I, get... I was going to bring up a thing I saw today. Yeah. And I don't remember
1: who it was from or why I saw it, but it was one guy saying that he posted a Tiger Woods card, this Tiger Woods card. <laughs> Nate, I, it, I,
0: I posted that on our stories, a comment on one of our posts.
1: <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, that's where I saw it. Ah, Yeah. And so, you know, it was bought, not paid for, puts it on bids. It was bought, not paid for, but those those prices will still show up on the eBay sold listings. And so I wonder how many of those are like that.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't want to just go out and make a claim without having like definitive facts, but I definitely think that they're, especially from that one comment that it's reason to be cautious. That's all I'm trying to say. I know that some, I was discussing in DMs with some people today that said, oh, like if these guys have this big a pop, like why can't Tiger be worth this much? Well, really it all has to do with how fast it went up in value. Like I'm not saying that Tiger can't be worth $1,200 but it's pretty crazy to think that he could be worth $1,200 after being worth $300 for the past like eight months. You know, like yeah. that's just that's just why it brings up question marks and why once this documentary ends, you know, maybe there's a little bit of steam going to the final days before. But if you, if you remember the last dance, the peak prices in that short-term segment were right at like the week or two beforehand, not when it was going on. And this card cannot be compared to the Jordan Fleer PSA 10. 86 with how it went up to 65k, drop back down to. Sorry, it went up to 100k, drop back down to 65k, and now it's at 220,000. So clearly, if you bought that th- during the documentary, 100,000 dollars, you're doing well. Now, this card is a huge pop. It's 9,000 pop. There's many more out there that haven't been graded. Would not be surprised if it's going to be like a 15,000 plus pop PSA 10 in the next six months or so. Um, maybe more than that. Maybe like a year. But e- either way, let's just remember that. It's high probability to get burned on this card, especially because if you compare the Fleer Jordan PSA 10 to any card, it should be compared to the SI for kids from, I think it was 96. So this card is technically like five years after he started golfing. It's just like one of the first pack distributed cards that actually mattered, I believe. So that's why it has a big following. But uh, I'd be nervous if I was buying this card for $1,200. I would stay away. Fire you. All right, this one should be pretty pretty quick. I'm looking to invest in football prism cards to grade and flip for next season. Would I be, would I be better off buying a lot of base cards or buying single parallels? Also, what are the best parallels to buy, for example? Green, pause Orange, Disco, Cracked Ice. Thanks for your help. So first off, if you're looking to grade and flip, I think base is actually a pretty good option just because of the volume you can get and it can help you. Like If you buy one Cracked Ice, blue Cracked Ice of 99, For $1,500, you only have one shot probably to get a PSA 10 unless you can buy five. But you probably only have one shot. If you buy like 10 base, you know, you have 10 shots to get PSA 10. So that can help. But I will say that, you know, if you're looking into parallels, blue cracked ice number on 99, silver parallels are probably some of your best bets. Stuff like Green Pulsar and Orange Disco are exclusive, which while they do matter, I'm not saying they don't matter. They just aren't like top dog. But of course, as we've seen in the market for the past eight, 10 months now, every week I talk about, oh, these parallels are more sought after hobby parallels from Prism. Well, all those other exclusives and fast breaks still do well also because all tides bring whatever the ship up. I don't know how they call that, whatever the phrase is. But either way. I think that you probably can't go wrong if you're picking the correct player and grading and getting decent grades. But keep in mind that you might have to do a volume play on that. And I'd be worried about the centering on this year's Prism too. I hear it's terrible. I've seen really bad centered prism cards, uh poorly centered Prism cards. So keep all that in mind while doing so. But like blue ice and silver ice are probably the two top parallels that are like accessible. Of course, gold out of ten is the top, one of the top, but hard to hard to get your hands on that. Yep. And also, this is a good point from John K. This isn't me trying to say that you can grade base from eBay and definitely get PSA 10s. Um, Nate and I have talked about for a long time that if you're buying cards from a year ago and they're base cards, you're probably not going to get any 10s and even maybe any 9s. But I will say the set did release more recently, so your odds are definitely better now than they are in a year. That's for sure.
1: Definitely going to be people buying that are finding Prism in stores if they're lucky enough and just... Flipping those cards because they're getting an instant, you know, $25, 30 40
0: $50 back. Right. All right. Thank you, Ian. There we go. Rising tide lifts all ships. That's what I was looking for. All right. Last question of the day from Merchman: How would you price a one of one card? Nate? I have a theory on
1: what I do, but I want to hear you. I was going to say, I got no idea. You oh. just got to
0: let her ride on eBay and see what happens. I, I don't know. Like, compared to other players have sold, maybe that's the best shot I got.
1: Um, I, I personally, you know, pulled the one sold one sold to Aaron for 300 bucks, had an offer for $400, but sold it to Aaron cause he's my buddy. And, uh, it was a second year Kesson and super factor auto, um, from tops series one. Um, and you know, it's just one of those things. Sometimes you can field offers. Sometimes what I would do is just, you know, look at, look at the other cards, figure out how much the bases, figure out how much the parallels go up. And then just be like, all right. And then put an astronomically high price above what you think it should be and let somebody uh,
0: buy it down. Yeah, I I there's no correct way to do it. You just got to take offers, see who's interested maybe run an auction if you're really like, I want to get this thing sold. But uh, you really got to either just look up other historical auctions that have sold that like players like cards. Otherwise, just. Best shot is what would the buyer pay? And I know you don't know that answer, but you can figure it out by throwing up some high buy it now or best offers and the auctioning card as well. Yep.
1: And you uh, know, sometimes sometimes you'll never know and you'll get you'll get a bunch of offers and you're like, Oh, that's not enough, that's not enough, that's not enough. And then the player goes down and you're gonna wish you had taken one of those offers. So
0: Yeah, or auctioning it off will bring more eyes and give you a better chance to get a higher dollar amount too. Yeah. But also so on the also- side you could sell it and people just aren't looking that day and then you don't get the sale, you know, high sales. So yeah, there's pros and cons. Which, to everything. Uh,
1: speaking of speaking of not looking that day, not getting sales. Have you noticed, Aaron, when you're doing links and maybe other people have noticed in the chat that Thursdays seem to be drying up for good cards on eBay?
0: I wonder if it was due to holiday season with some consignment places taking off because I did notice that like PWCC hasn't had a consignment sale for a while. Okay, Maybe not. Um, maybe that's why I'm thinking that like Probsti maybe took off on some of those days too. But yeah, because I I've just
1: noticed that the last couple of Thursdays have been uh, just atrocious, where it's like the best card is one random parallel of Fernando Tatis, and then everything else in the on every single search I do is base 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 base. Yeah, which well, is
0: fine. You can make money off a of base, but I like. Hey, them. here's that's another awesome. thing. Maybe I think people might be holding those those lower serial number cards now. Those you know, more scarce cards. The more that we see some like record breaking sales on some of these other cards, people are tucking them away and stuff. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. I wouldn't. I mean, if you had a like, it's one thing to sell like Wander Franco base chrome, but if you had um, a blue out of 150, would you sell that right now? Yeah. Probably no. not. Yeah. So, all
0: right. Well, this is awesome. 193 viewers in the show right now. Please hit that thumbs up to end off this show. This was the Slab Socks YouTube Live. I had a blast. We talked on some awesome topics and really appreciate all of your either donations or chat in the comment too. It keeps us going, keeps everyone coming back. So thank you all so much for that. Don't go yet because I'll tell you that tomorrow break at 3 p.m. Eastern time, we are doing Prism hanger boxes up there as well as some other Hoops Premium and Mosaic products. Uh, should be a really fun time. Our first look at 2019 Prism on the chat. Yes, we are done and you do want more so you can come back tomorrow on the YouTube live show here. And then also next week, we have Monday YouTube live at 6 p.m. Eastern time. If you want your question answered, please go in the description. Click that form. That will let you submit a question for next week's live stream and we will get it into the presentation for you. Nate, there
1: might be a question for you right there. There is. I see it. I see it. Uh, Easiest way to get me to ask answer a question is put my name in it i am self-absorbed and i love seeing my own name on these things so uh are you gonna uh, answer it nate just how crazy oh it's gone it, it disappeared where'd it go
0: you just gotta scroll up oh, there it is Good. nate there just you
1: ha... there you go nate just how crazy can the tatis bowman chrome auto get um it is currently probably at like thirty six hundred dollars for a psa 10 somebody could probably correct me on that um real quick if they have the actual number. Uh but I think it could probably hit five grand this year. You think? I think.
0: We'll see. I think we'll
1: see. I love Tatis. I love to, oh 3950. Okay, it's definitely it'll definitely hit five grand if it's already at four thousand. Yeah, I think um, by
0: who knows by the time spring train kicks off.
1: Yeah. And you know, with this market, but that is another concern is that if people are buying at these higher prices now. Is it going to pull a football and the prices are going to dip no matter what he does? He could hit five home runs in a
0: week and it still might go down. Yeah. Keep in mind, sometimes when these prices go up so fast, it it's hard to maintain, especially if you play amazing. But I will say it, it just depends on who's buying these cards, too, though. If it's baseball lovers, it's a little bit different. I think in football, a lot of people just came in because they saw another market that they could buy up. And then once basketball started, they're like, oh, let me go back, back to basketball, you know, or when that buying period started. Uh, Nate, you got one more question. This is the very last one. We're going to call it after this one. Yeah. What are your thoughts on tops
1: chrome pink refractor compared to base for uh, Tatis, Um If it's a pink refractor of a guy that only has a tops chrome update, like, yeah. I don't know, Juan Soto, that's I a huge it. card. Um, if it's just a tops chrome pink, um, I'm not too into it over you know a prism refractor or a sapia refractor or anything like that i kind of view them all the same even though the pop reports are very different um especially for like prism prism is usually the lowest pop report um than like a refractor or or a uh sapia or something but for my purposes of enjoyment and stuff it's all kind of the same to me
0: all right i am taking one more question because i want to save this guy some money should i buy a box of prism football for a thousand dollars or just buy the main rookies please buy the main rookies the set is 100 rookies large and mosaic football is only 50 large i think mosaic football is a much better set this year than Prism football buy the singles you'll do much better you can grade them yourself too um i'd be worried about going out myself and buying a thousand dollar hobby box to open save that money and uh either you know check out some some mosaic singles some prism singles go ahead nate Uh, as somebody who had the joy of working in a card shop for three months
1: and watched people you know, come into the shop by, to buy one box and walked out of the shop having spent, you know, $4,000 and telling, uh, saying my wife can't find out uh, on these hobby boxes. Um, I've watched guys, you know, rip one box and pull $30,000 card out. I've also watched guys rip box after box and get, you know, a $500 box, nets them $50 seven times in a row. Um, and prism, you know, prisms, and that was basketball. Prism's the same way. I've watched, they were $325 in the shop last year, and I watched guys pull no, no quarterback rookies out of like an entire product, um, you know, entire box. So just avoid, avoid the box, especially prism football. Uh, when you're going for three, four QBs and, uh, you can get stuck with defensive players, um, wide receivers you don't care about, running backs that are never going to sniff the field,
0: not worth it. Yep. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. We're going to stop this live stream. I appreciate all you guys for watching. See you next week, Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern. See you tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern for Side Sox Breaks with some NBA Prism. Really excited. Thank you, everyone, for watching. It's an amazing show, and we will see you all next week.